you saw the car coverage on Mav TV, and we've been chasing this girl, winner from Dakar, Sarah Price, for quite a while. And it, it started prior to winning a stage in the Dakar Rally in the T4 class. She joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And so many things we want to talk about, Sarah, but if you could give me an inclination of when this Jones of getting a Dakar Rally started, I don't need the full 10-minute version, because the money it takes to run a Dakar, even in a class like T4, is bonkers. When did this start for you? Uh, so since 2015, I've been trying to get to the Dakar Rally. I've had an amazing career on two wheels and then transferred into four wheels, and I've raced all sorts of different disciplines, as well as getting other opportunities within that time. So from 2015, you know, until now, I've had a lot of different opportunities. But um, this year... You know, I finally said, I, I've been trying to get to Dakar. I've been trying to find that one sponsor to really like step up and help me get there, but it just wasn't happening. And so I finally was like, you know what? I, I've, I'm going to spend my own money. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to put all the eggs in one basket, take that leap of faith for myself. And uh, I'm going because it's my, my dream to make it to Dakar rally. That's the top, the pinnacle of off-road racing for me. And we did it. And, uh, Beyond proud. It was, uh, it's crazy. Uh, hey, Price, honestly. hold on a second. Listen, listen, that's a half a million dollars. Uh -huh. How many people have a half a million dollars to go grab and throw it to a race that, frankly, I don't know what the return of investment is? <laughs> so I actually had some amazing sponsors that did step up, um, a lot of them. So I got about half of it funded. The rest of it, I've been working hard in the stunt world and also in uh, businesses. So I owned an auto paint touch-up business at one time, and I sold that this last year um, in order to help fund this as well. And I've made some good, I guess, financial decisions over the years um, to to make myself, you know, feel comfortable and set up to this this spot in my life in order to make this chance. So. I, uh, I always say, you know, you can make money and you can figure that out later. Um, as long as you have the will to drive and you want to make it happen, you can. I honestly could just knock on people's doorsteps and just be like, hey, you, you need your dog poop cleaned up today? Cool, give me 20 bucks and I'll just keep going door to door. So I know I'll be okay. <laughs> and all the dog poop bag companies are now coming to you now that you just made that yeah. reference. But no, seriously, it's as simple as that. It's yeah, like, right? you know, if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I just don't understand this, though, because you are an X Games medalist. You are, well, now you are the first American woman to ever win a stage at Dakar, the third woman in the world altogether to do so. But you were also the first female winner for Chip Ganassi racing. Everybody knows Chip Ganassi from either NASCAR or IndyCar or sports cars. That guy's won a ton and you're on that winner's list for him. How come sponsors aren't chomping at the bit to get behind you? You're young, you're good looking, you've got a vibrant personality and you're damn good behind the wheel. Uh, thank you. You know, it's kind of, I'm not totally sure. I think because Dakar is still so foreign to a lot of Americans, you know, I think uh, since Americans are now having more of a presence over there, there's not so much of a gap, but I think we still have that little bit of a gap. And so it's kind of just being familiar with what it takes, being familiar with what Dakar is and how tough it really is. Because there is nothing tougher than the Dakar rally and off-road motorsports like, you know, hands down, you know, I experienced it myself. I, I, it's, 
it's wild and the strategy behind it. And, you know, I think about that every day, off-road racing. I think in general, as a whole, we are behind when it comes to sponsorship and when it comes to, um, you know, companies and OEMs involved in a big way. And it, it needs to get more like that. You know, I'd like to see OEMs have factory teams in the side-by-side -side class and kind of, you know, start the, the battle of the factories and the OEMs. But, uh, for some reason, you know, off-road racing's always been a little bit behind on the sponsorship side. Um, and the the ROI is there, especially with the Dakar rally. So hopefully we see a change in this and hopefully I can be the difference. And, you know, I'm transparent talking to you guys about it. And I think that's what it takes. You've talked about being a, a rally driver and competing in rally events. Is the Dakar rally the only one? Have you run in American rallies, European rallies, the World Rally Championship? or is it just off-road? Uh, mainly off-road in America. We don't have true rally raid where you're using the navigation like we do in the Dakar, um, but we race like Sonora Rally. That's the closest thing we have in our continent. Um, and then there's other rallies. So like the rally I should did in 2015 uh, with my best friend Erica, and that was in Africa. And that was a navigational-based rally. And then, um, you know, like hill climbs and, and kind of rallies like that. But uh, other than that, it's been just uh, American off-road or Baja where, you know, it's long, fast uh, races. A lot of off-road guys are either short course in a stadium or just sprint from one place to the next going down to the Baja. But you're talking about something that's far beyond that, the navigational looking at the stars for crying out loud to figure out where you're going and not reading uh, tulips on a map or a GPS. Good for you. Uh, what gets you, what got you into this? That's very uh, esoteric. Yeah. I, uh, if, if you meet anyone who really knows me, they're like, Oh man, when Sarah sets her mind to something, it's kind of like, she's unstoppable. Like I call it this, this flip of a switch I have. Like if I was racing and my arm was falling off, I'd still finish because I was so determined. And so I I like to push myself. I, I like to know I can do it and I want to be responsible for it. So like, for instance, in 2019, when um, I Iron Woman the Baja 1000 and we ended up winning the championship, we, you know, everyone was like, you're crazy. Like you're first in points. Why are you going to do that? You're going to get tired. You're going to make a bunch of mistakes and you're going to lose your championship. And we potentially had the championship to win the overall score in a national championship as well. And I was like, because I want to know that if I lose this race and I lose that championship, it's me driving and it happens to me. And it's mm -hmm. I'm the one responsible for losing this because I put so much work into it. Um, it's the same thing, you know, going into the Dakar rally. It's putting that just in your head like I'm doing it. I'm going to do everything I can to be as prepared as possible and have confidence in that. And uh, I have no idea what's coming my way. I did not know what was gonna be happening, but the Dakar rally was the unknowns and I was prepared as possible. So we uh, we gave it our all. Now, some of the funny questions I'd like to ask are sometimes personal. Well, they're always personal. That's just who we are. We didn't survive the freaking barrage of 24 years not asking personal questions. But when it comes to hygiene in the Dakar rally, Really? What? Uh, oh, I have really? some stories, but I don't know if you guys need to hear these. Some of these. <laughs> what? Price? Come on, man. We're called speed freaks, and we are freaks. That's just what we do here. Uh, Statman was raised by sisters. My daughter's ten years old. Uh, Crasher has been a prominent force in motorsports for twenty-four years. My mom and sister, are two of the strongest women I've ever met. 
I don't get embarrassed. I'm just Perfect. fascinated on how badass women are. So tell me, how was the hygiene in the deck? <laughs> it honestly, uh, for myself, it wasn't bad. And Ricky actually makes fun of me because he's like, how in the hell do you have time to like still have skincare routine in Dakar? And I was like, you know, I kind of went off the, the wagon a little bit, but I still like take care of myself. And so I'm really big on like the moisturizers because I hate the feeling of like your skin just feeling dirty and like not like too like stuck. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, no, that was pretty good. All that. But the going to the bathroom thing, I'm like, I'm used to Baja where it's like, sometimes I just have to pee myself in the truck, right? It just is what it is. You're a female racing long hours. And so I always put diaper cream on. Usually I have to pee myself in the truck if you're going to be in the truck for 20 hours. But in Dakar, we have fuel stops. We have start stops. And so you're always stopping at these positions. So you pretty much can like take a quick pee break. And the guys have it a lot easier. And I'm in Saudi Arabia trying to find a spot. And there's times when my cheeks are just hanging out. And I'm like, well, whatever at this point, because I got to go. I got to go racing. And it is what it is. But for the 48-hour chrono, that was quite, uh, for me, this is like something I tell my friends. And I'll just tell you guys now. It's quite, quite gnarly, but not really. Um, so we pitch our tents and we sleep out, uh, right by our car on the 48 hour chrono. So they provide us that whenever you get to your certain stop, we stopped at, uh, the pit C basically. So there was seven of them you can choose from, but A and D shared the same one. So that was like a really major one for, um, the people who made it to A or the people who made it a little further than me to D. And so I was sitting there and in the morning, like me and my navigator, Jeremy, we're, we're just like, okay, the dirt bikes are on one side. You have the cars on the other side of this little bivouac they set up with a fire in the middle. And in the morning, I just look over and there's a dirt bike guy right in the middle of the bivouac just taking a squat. And I'm just like, I'm like, this guy does not care whatsoever. And then he's just like, my navigator's like, man, that's some dominance right there. He is marking his territory right in front of everyone. Again, Freak Nation, Sarah Price, the first American woman ever to win a Dakar stage in the T4 class, to ever win a stage, and she did it in the T4 class. Thank you very much for doing this with us. Thank you.